We pick up on Khaftalid 24a at uh, at the top. However, uh, we need to go back a little bit in terms of what we had been discussing uh, to refresh our minds. We are a bit mid-sugya. Uh, we had a discussion, uh, and it's all the way back on uh, the beginning of uh, 23a. Uh, we talked about Rebbe Meir, uh, and, and we said Rebbe Meir says uh, that you can't use an animal as the wall for a sukkah. Uh, and we'd asked about the, the reason for that, and Abaya said... Uh, uh, what we'd be worried about is that the animal would die, uh, leaving the sukkah without a wall. Uh, and uh, and therefore, so we see in, in, in that situation uh, that Rebbe Meir uh, is worried about uh, the death okay, in, of, of this animal. Uh, and, uh, and we went backwards and forwards, we discussed that a bit, and we said, uh, is that... Uh, really so, because we brought another uh, contradiction. We said, uh, is it really so that Rebbe Meir is worried about death? And uh, we said uh, we brought a contradiction between a person giving uh, his, his uh, leaving leaving home uh, and he gives his wife a uh, a get. Okay, uh, I mean he he goes overseas and uh, he's he's a kohen uh, and his wife uh, has not got a child at home and therefore uh, if the husband dies then she is uh, she hasn't got a surviving child so therefore if the husband dies uh, she wouldn't be able to eat truma uh, and we'd said that she uh, she can continue eating truma until she uh, hears uh, that her husband is dead and then there was another um, brighter uh, that's uh, Mishnah actually uh, in Gittin, uh which said uh, this is your um, get uh, which takes effect a minute before my death we said uh, once the husband she she even if the husband doesn't go anywhere she can't um uh, she can't eat truma even straight away uh, because the husband could die at any time and she might be eating truma at that time so we said you know surely that that's the uh, would be problematic and we said a buyer said about that he says no that there's no problem where she can continue uh, uh, eating it uh, we said that's Rebbe Meir so the implication is uh, that he is not uh, concerned about uh, death okay and uh, and uh, and therefore and Rabbi Huda says no uh, we are concerned about this so there seems to be a direct contradiction between these two statements um, or the two ways Rebbe Meir is Rebbe Meir worried about death or is he not worried about death and we prove um, is that uh, Rabbi Meir uh, is worried about that uh, because of the fact that we quote a a brighter uh, about someone who's uh, going to buy um, wine from the Kutim and it's Erev Shabbat and he needs to, uh, as we said yesterday, he hasn't got either the time or vessel uh, to put it into. Uh, what he can do is mentally designate uh, the, the the amount of wine that he's going to take off for Trumagadola, the 2% Maserishon, uh, the uh, the Maserishon is the 10%, the first tithe, and then Maserishoni. If he's got money, he should take it off on Maserishoni uh, straight away. Otherwise, if he hasn't got money, also he should just verbally and mentally uh, designate that, uh, and therefore he can drink the rest of the wine. And we're not worried about that. Uh, and therefore we see that in this case, Rabbi Meir says that uh, he can continue drinking the wine, and a whole group of rabbis, Rabbi Yehuda, as well as Rabbi, Rafi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, uh, all say that he can't. Uh, drink the wine. So surely we equated uh, the the breaking of the wine skin to like the death uh, in inverted commas of the of the wine skin. Uh, we'd say that he's, he'd be worried about uh, the this uh, you know Rabbi Meir is not worried about such an event and therefore is not worried about death. So surely that's the case. Um, so Gemara answers Apoch 
Rebbe Meir Shlemita. Really, what uh, what happens is, in terms of a bar, Rebbe Meir is actually worried uh, about uh, death. So, in the case of the the get case, uh, Rebbe Meir is worried about the husband uh, dying. So, the the minute um, the, he tells his wife, uh, "There's your get," the minute before I die, uh, that is actually his opinion uh, that she can't eat trimmer because he's worried about death. Rabbi Huda, no Shlemita, and Rabbi Huda is the one that says, "No, uh, she can continue uh, if the husband goes overseas. She can continue." Eating trimmer until uh, you know Chas Shalom she finds out that uh, you know the, her husband has died. Okay, uh, Detanya, um, uh, and and uh, we uh, we see that uh, this is the case uh, because now we go back uh, to the Sukkah case. Asa Rabbi Dofin Rabbi Meir Posel Rabbi Huda Machshir Rabbi Meir says puzzled to use your animals wool for a Sukkah uh, and Rabbi Huda Machshir. So we see actually this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. So we started off uh, with a Sukkah and then we uh, raised a. Um, he said that, you know, the reason was Rabbi Meir. And then we branched off into um, a mission in Gittin, talking about Gittin. And then we talked about uh, separation of uh, of this Truma and Maser, etc. And we said, no, that lines up with Gittin. Once we flip uh, the Gittin case, uh, then we seem to be that Rabbi Meir uh, is worried about the uh, death. Okay, so uh, so then that's fine. However, um, you know the 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 but but we still haven't worked it out. So we've aligned uh, the sukkah case uh, with the uh, with the um, uh, the get case, but uh, we haven't aligned really the truman maaseh and case, and that's what the next part uh, discusses. Kasha de Rebbe Meir, de Rebbe Meir. What about the case of the taking of truman and maaseh, uh, and 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 the case of the sukkah uh, as well? Uh, that's that's the lakasha. Does you know? What does Rebbe Meir hold? Is, is he worried about uh, unforeseen circumstances, i.e. the wine uh, skin breaking and therefore, uh, you know, the, the death uh, of the wine skin uh, or, you know, or not? Okay, and that's, and that's what we have. Amalach, Rebbe Meir. So what would Rebbe Meir say? No, Mita uh, Shkicha. No, uh, death is, is quite common. Uh, it, death happens to people, etc. And, uh, you know, that everyone is, is going to die. Uh, however, Bikia uh, Tanod. Uh, when it comes to a wineskin, uh, the, the, it, it's you know suddenly breaking and bursting and everything leaking out of it. Uh, uh, that is not common. Okay, why? Uh, because you can uh, you know give it to someone to God uh, for protection. So if he's watching it and um, and and therefore there's uh, you know there's very little chance that in that small period of time before you've you know the next day uh, it's not going to suddenly break okay so we can answer that up however kasha de rabbi huda de rabbi huda the same kind of contradiction applies with rabbi huda because rabbi huda forbids you to uh, to do that with a wine skin however um with uh, he's not worried about uh you know with uh, uh the, the, the using an animal as a wall so time of the rabbi huda what is the rabbi huda's reason love mishum no the reason that rabbi huda says that you're not allowed to uh use uh the, the mentally just designate the wine skin because uh, this leads on to a discussion that we have had uh, in in Erevin and Yuma as well, Ela Mishum, the late late Breira. Uh, we have the concept of Breira, retroactive clarification. Okay, in other words, that uh, Rabbi Meir says uh, the wine that you drink now 
is uh, is perfectly fine uh, because it is the leftover of the wine that uh, is there and, and and we'll see like once you later uh, after shabbat come and separate the wine uh, that wine was you know even though you designated mentally before shabbat actually only separated after shabbat so uh, by, desi- by by separating it only after uh, shabbat it is shown that you actually uh, doing something uh, after Shabbat retroactively uh, to something that happened uh, before Shabbat, and uh, and therefore uh, that's clarifying something that happened uh, now. You clarify you you separating it now, and you clarifying that that was your intention initially. And uh, Rabbi Meir might hold of that, but Rabbi Yehuda does not accept uh, Breira, uh, and therefore he says, uh, you know, if, by doing something late, you have to separate it there and then. Uh, if you don't separate it there and then, uh, it's not that you can say, oh, well, we can separate it later. That doesn't work. Okay, so that's the, that's the reason of Rabbi Huda uh, and not whether he's worried about death. It's a totally separate thing in terms of Braira. The Gemara says, Rabbi Huda Is Rabbi Huda not worried about the wine skin bursting? Uh, it says, Vahai. Mikatani um, Sefer. Uh, there's an, the last part of this uh, brighter uh, is reads as follows. Rabbi uh, They said to uh, Rabbi Meir. Uh, they said, tamode, Don't you agree? Shemivikar uh, Maybe the wine skin is going to burst. Okay. And this person will now have drunk tvalim. Uh, He'll be. Uh, eating this and drinking uh, this non-tithe produce uh, retroactively. And Amaluhu, uh, uh, we see, you know, and Rabbi Meir replied, he says, no, Kishivaka. No, once it bursts, it bursts. Then we'll, we'll deal with the problem. Uh, that's fine, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, that, that's, that's uh, you know, that's, that is what, uh, if that happens, yeah, this, I agree with you, you've got a problem, but until then, uh, there is no problem. So the fact is that Rabbi Meir says that Michlal, Rabbi Yehuda does not suggest uh, this, this reason, which means that he is worried uh, that the wine skin is going to break open and leak out. So, uh, so you know, so there we see here yeah, that he is worried about such an event, and the Gemara answers no, Hatam, Rabbi Meir, who the Rabbi Meir, he says Rabbi Yehuda is actually answering uh, Rabbi Meir as follows: Ladidi, according to me, lately Breira, I lately Breira, I says I don't hold of uh, Breira, no problem. Uh, so therefore, uh, you know, the, the whole thing doesn't get off the ground because you can't separate out something later on uh, and uh, have it retroactively clarify what your intention was beforehand. Ella, uh, but even according to what you say, the Yosh Breira, even though you hold of the position of Breira, which I don't hold, but even if you would hold uh, the position of Breira, which means that you could separate out this at a later date uh, and have it apply uh, in back, you know, retroactively in time, at least agree to me, uh, maybe in the meantime, anyway, you've got a problem because uh, before you get a chance to separate it, the wine scene is going to break. And to that, Amalai, uh, Rabbi Meir says, listen, uh, when it when it actually uh, breaks open, he says, then I'll worry about it. Okay, so that was really reconstructing the debate of Rabbi Huda and, and Rabbi Meir and, and working out that actually the whole thing is not whether you're worried about death or not. Uh, the whole thing is about a discussion about Breira.
Gemara says, really, is Rabbi Yehuda not worried about uh, death? We learned in the Mishnah, back way in the beginning of uh, Yuma, uh, we learned the following Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda Mer, Af talking about uh, separating the Kwain Gadol uh, on uh, on seven days before Yom Kippur. The opening Mishnah said uh, that you separate him seven days before Yom Kippur and uh, you the Parahedrin chamber, etc. And uh, uh, and Rabbi Huda says in that Mishnah, uh, we separate another wife, we prepare another uh, wife for him, uh, in case his wife dies, uh, because as we remember, uh, it says, uh, he has to uh, atone for himself and his house, and we say his house means his wife, uh, and therefore every Kohen Gadol has got to be married, uh, and therefore we say he had to have another wife uh, waiting there, so says Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, and, uh, and that's it. Why? Uh, it says because Shema uh, because his wife might die. So we see here that Rabbi May is, I mean, Rabbi Huda in this case is worried about uh, death. Okay, and up until now, that's been a position that only Rabbi Meir is worried about death, and Rabbi Huda isn't. So the Gemara answers, Hi, it It was said about that. I'm Rav Huna. No, this is uh, an extra uh, uh, stringency that they put uh, in place uh, in terms of, uh, because we're so worried about Yom Kippur, it's such a special day, uh, so that's why we go to extra lengths to make sure that this, uh, you know, we are worried about death. Normally we're not worried about death, uh, but uh, in this specific instance, uh, we do say that uh, we, we make another wife for him, uh, designates another wife for him, uh, uh, so that he can be married on Yom Kippur. Okay, that is that. All right, so now the Gemara says about that, whether you hold the opinion that animal, uh, a live animal could die, or alternatively it could run away. Uh, uh, we say actually, on a Torah level, it actually is a good mechitza. Uh, it would be a perfectly good mechitza. Rabbanu Nuda Gazruba and the rabbis, uh, you know, decreed against using it uh, for those either one of those reasons uh, that it either could die and 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 uh, the wall would be too short, uh, or it would run away and be left without a wall. So it's only those two things, uh, and the rabbis decreed against. But really, it would be a good wall. Ella miata. So therefore. If we say, uh, you know, so that if it's only rabbinical that uh, the, that the rabbis say it's elamiata. Uh, in that case, uh, Rabbi Meir, Tatame uh, Mishum Golal. Why do we say that? Uh, as we said before, uh, one of the things that Rabbi Meir said you can't use uh, this animal for is a covering for a grave. Uh, whether that is like a headstone for the grave, or actually covering over the coffin itself. All right, we you know there's some discussion as to what that that thing is. He says because um, uh, you know that 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 should be. So in that case, I'm a lama tzlan. Why do we learn Mishnah in Erevin uh, where it says Rabbi Huda Matame Mishum Gola Rabbi Meir Matar Rabbi Meir says it is pure. Rabbi Huda said it is impure. Uh, and uh, and if, you know if Rabbi Meir is only worried that uh, the animal's going to die, uh, but really it is on a derisive level fit why does he say you can't uh, it won't become tame uh, if you um 
you use it as a as a grave cover okay uh, so therefore we you know go back on what we've said before uh, so says uh, that actually we a new reason uh, advanced here anything that just stands by air uh, you know this uh, like an animal that is is walking around um is uh has got you know standing because it's 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 uh, uh, you know got the breath of life inside of it. Uh, it that is not defined as a mechitza. Okay, shemedet beruach eino mechitza. So ikad amra another version amra vacha by Yaakov. He says kasav rebi mei hakol mechitza sheino asur bideadam eino mechitza. And Rav Acha by Yaakov says a similar idea. Um, he says Rebbe Meir says that any mechitza uh, which is not man-made uh, is not a, uh, a mechitza. Now that doesn't mean you can't use uh, things like uh, rock uh, and uh, and you know it, uh, as a mechitza. Uh, what it really means uh, that's a discussion. Tosfot actually in Erevin uh, says that it excludes something that is impossible uh, for for man to create for example like an animal but um uh if what 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 man would if man can come and change something uh and uh, you know even though it's a, a natural type of thing uh, like a, a you know stone or trees or whatever uh that that is still not a problem okay so uh, that is uh, that's that discussion um so yeah, anything that is not man-made is not good. So the Gemara says, "Ma So what's the difference between these two opinions? What do we say? Means that uh, if you have a mechitza uh, made of a blown-up wineskin, okay? The way you say that anything that is held up by air, uh, that is not a good mechitza ray or medit. Barach, this is standing up with air. Uh, you blow into a wineskin and now it becomes a good mechitza, it becomes a mechitza. So it's, but it's standing by air. So you would disqualify it uh, and, and that would be problematic. However, if you say that it's, uh, all, all that needs to happen is that it is man-made, yeah, even though you've blown it up uh, with your own air, uh, it is still man, and therefore, you you know, it actually is uh, man-made, and it's you know it's it's we, we're not yeah, so that that would be a good mechitza according to that. So that would really be the difference uh, between those two understandings. All right, um, uh, and something we quoted yesterday. Amar uh, says Mishum Rabbi Yosi Aglili Omer Amru. Uh, they said about Rabbi Yosi Aglili. Uh, they said about him, Af ein kudfin alav gitanashim. When we talked about what you can use a live animal for, uh, we had a discussion about uh, this diomdin. Uh, uh, we had a, you can use it for the wall of a sukkah, uh, or you can use it as a diomdin, these uh, well boards, uh, or, you know, and 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 uh, and then we discussed a cover for a grave, uh, and uh, and now. There was a fifth thing that Rabbi Yosef Aglili said that you can't write a get on it. Okay, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, my time at Rabbi Yosef Aglili, we abstract a bit uh, to uh, the law of get now. Uh, and what is the reason of Rabbi Yosef Aglili? The Tanya, Sefer, uh, as we're going to quote uh, the uh, verse of Katavla Sefer Kritut. Uh, it says, uh, when a man divorces his wife, he has to write her a Sefer Kritut. And he says, um, 
Sefer, only Ella Sefer. You might think it has to be a proper book. But how do you know uh, that uh, anything that you could write on, uh, you could, uh, you could, you could uh, use to write on anything that is uh, fit to accept. Um, uh, this this ink that you're writing with anything that we're doing Tamil Lumar for Khatavla Mikomakom. He has to write for her. He has to write for her uh, in you know in any single way. You might think that uh, maybe only a scroll would be good enough. No, uh, if you write on anything uh, is good. Okay. However, uh, so therefore in Kane Ma Tamil Lumar Sefer. Why does it use the word Sefer? Khatavla Sefer this the book uh, of, uh, of of severance or scroll of severance. Um, so to come and teach you uh, it means that it's got to have some um, uh, connection or some similarities uh, with a sefer the same way a sefer uh, uh, this the scroll this book uh, there's no it's not living it's not a living uh, object and it is not food uh, it says so, so too uh, anything you can write it on anything that is neither alive uh, nor food, and that's why uh, you you can't uh, write it on according to Rabbi Yosef Lili uh, on a uh, an animal. Uh, animal is alive, uh, you know, and even if it was uh, a dead animal, uh, you know, it is uh, uh, you it, it still could be maybe used as food uh, for someone. Okay, so that's why you couldn't write on that. You can write it on a. Uh, a watermelon rind or anything like that as well, according to Rabbi Yossi Hagalili. Okay, uh, Rabbanan. Uh, so now we bounce back to the rabbis. Uh, they, do, they don't hold that. They say that you could. Uh, Rabbanan, you could have a sefer, be sefer. Uh, if it would have said you have to write it in a book, Kedamata, yeah, then you, you know, uh, it has to be written. Um, you know, in in a scroll uh, of sorts or in a book, Hashadictive Sefer just it just says Sefer without the bet. Lesfira Devarim Baalma Hudata. What does it mean? It means that it's Sifarat Devarim. The the you know it's got to, it's got to have uh, what is actually happening here. Uh, the split between the man and his soon to be ex wife. Uh, that is what's going on here. It says you know you you are now free to marry uh, any other person. Okay, it does. It's not talking about uh, the the sefer. Yeah, sefer kritut just means it's a sipur. It's a story of the, the dissolution of the marriage between this uh, husband and this wife. That's what tells the story of that. Rabbanan v'hakatav my darish bay. So what are the rabbis? Uh, it says Once we expounding the pasuk, we say what does v'hakatav mean? What does it mean he has to write it? Ketiva mitkareshet veino mitkareshet bekesef. A woman is only divorced uh, with writing. Okay, you have to write her uh, this uh, the sefer of kritut. Uh, that's the way you perform a divorce. Uh, and money uh, does not, uh, you know, have a divorce uh, cause. You know, to be have a, uh, there to be a divorce. Sakatasimina. Because what might you have thought? Well, vetkish yitzia lahavaya. Uh, the pasuk when it, in Kitaitse, uh, it says uh, when a man you know divorces his wife and and uh, uh, you know and, and she she goes away and she becomes viatsta mibeto haita ishacher she goes to another person viatsta uh, vahaita it's a famous drosha that comes up uh, in, in a lot of uh, sugyas of of nashim and kedushin gitin etc viatsta vahaita so we see that she goes it's connected in the pasuk which means uh, the same way. 
<clears throat> that a, that a, she goes in, she comes uh, that she comes in, she goes out as well. You might have thought uh, that is the case. Yitzia lavaya ma havaya bekesiv. In the same way, when you bring uh, this uh, this man in, uh, I mean this woman in, it is with money. You give money to the woman, and uh, uh, you might think uh, that's how she gets uh, engaged or married. Avitia bekesiv. You might think. The, that there is money when she leaves. Um, the Milan, no, uh, that's not the case. It has to be a get, and there's no transfer of money. Now, interestingly enough, one would think, you know, what would be the situation? A man buys her uh, this, you know, buys her something, and then she becomes married. Uh, which way would the money flow? Uh, not that it's practically relevant, uh, because it doesn't work. It has to be a, a get in any case. But, uh, you know, just conceptually, we would say uh, could be, that you might think, well, then the husband buys her out, you know, pays her out, and then you know leaves the leaves the marriage. Well, it could be actually uh, there's precedent for the wife uh, to almost buy herself out the same way a slave uh, buys himself uh, out of a uh, 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 this relationship uh, with his uh, ex-master. He goes and he buys himself out. He pays money and he sets himself free. So money brings in, and then the the wife in this case would have to pay the husband uh, back for him to divorce her. Okay. So um, that uh, would be the the, uh, the situation. In any case, as we said, it doesn't work because only a get works, but just the conceptual uh, things work. Kamash uh, Milan, we don't learn out the We don't learn out the connection between uh, divorce and, uh, and, and marriage. Okay. Uh, so where does he know that a woman can't be divorced with money? Um, he's safer kritut. Uh, because it says Sefer Kritut, um, which means Nafkalei. Uh, Sefer Korta, uh, the Sefer, the scroll, is the thing that breaks the relationship. And of our Acher Korta, and nothing else uh, will uh, break up the relationship. Vida, uh, the other rabbis. No, they teach you that a get uh, is a complete and final severance between uh, him and her. Okay, Kedatanya, uh, as we learned in the Brata, Rezi Gitech, Amanach, Shelo, Tishti, Yain, Kormanach, Shelo, Yain, Amanach, Shelo, Tachi, Levei, Tavicha, Lolam. Uh, if a, woman, a husband divorces a wife and says, uh, this is your get, on condition that you never drink wine forever and that you never go visit your father's house. Because he's put the the so-called condition uh, in forever, uh, that is not defined as a good get because he maintains his his hold over her uh, you know, all of all of her life because then you know it's, uh, then she can always uh, break uh, and 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 say if she goes to her father's house for example uh, then the get is not a good uh, get okay uh, you know so it's only if she has to stay away from her father's house all of her life and then that doesn't work uh, because he's got control uh, over her for a whole life. That's not a complete severance uh, between the husband and his ex-wife. Okay, kritut. That is not defined as kritut. However, uh, if he makes condition, uh, for thirty days, she's not allowed to go to her father. For thirty days, she's not allowed to drink wine. Uh, the Gemara says, kritut. That is a good uh, kritut. You can attach this condition to it, uh, but it's only a thirty-day condition. After that, uh, he's she is totally free from him, and that's when they get would take effect. Okay, Vidach, uh, you know, Mikaret Kritut, Navka, another one, Rabbi Yosef Gilili, uh, says we, the, the fact that he learns that out uh, from 
uh, could have just said Sefer uh, Karait, and it says Sefer Kritut. Uh, so it's like a plural form. Uh, he learns out Kreta, uh, it could have said Karait, and now it says Kritut. So he learns out that verse as well from that um, plural uh, word. Uh, the rabbis, as often happens with this rabbinic ping pong, uh, eventually it gets to a stage. Karait uh, Kritut, Lord The rabbis do not say that Karait and Kritut are, are worthy of uh, any exposition, uh, and Therefore, they uh, leave it as is. They don't learn anything out from there. And that is often as many times uh, it stops uh, the debate between the two of them, uh, the two disputants, and they, they, they give up. They say, okay, we'll agree uh, to disagree on on. Uh, on uh, all of these things, uh, and we're not dashing out uh, further laws. Okay, the uh, the next Mishnah says as follows: I say to Kotobena Ilanot Vilanot. Uh, if you make your your sukkah between the trees, not dafanot la kashara, and the and the trees uh, are or the walls uh, for it. Uh, the sukkah is kosher. This is different from what we had learned previously. Uh, if you use a cleft to climb up uh, into the tree, uh, we said the only time that works out uh, is if you have three walls which are not supported uh, by the tree, and the the fourth uh, the, the fourth wall uh, is the tree. Okay, that that was the uh, that was that. But now here we're talking. It's on the ground, and uh, you're not climbing up any tree. Uh, that's just going to the sukkah. But can you use uh, the the sukkah between uh, the tree and the trees are actually just serving as the walls? You don't you don't have to climb into it uh, on Yom Tov. We said these are the other trees you can't climb into Yom Tov because that's using the line. All right, that's uh, using the tree. All right, the Gemara picks up. A general principle: uh, any mechitza, uh, any wall uh, that isn't able to stand up in a normal wind, it is uh, too flimsy to stand up in a normal wind and gets blown backwards and forwards, uh, is not a good mechitza. Now, uh, this might sound just a discuss- like a discussion in the Gemara, uh, but if a person is building a sukkah, they've got to be actually quite careful about this. Uh, whether you put in uh, canvas walls or plastic walls, whatever the case is, uh, one has to make sure that the walls is at least up to uh, one, uh, 10 tfachim high, at least up to a meter high, or, uh, or, or um, you know, solid, and don't wave around, uh, you know, between, in the wind, uh, and what's defined as waving around, not that it can't, it has to be totally stiff and can't move at all, uh, means that you have, uh, uh, it can't move more than three tfachim, uh, from where it is. Okay, so that is the uh, that's that. Uh, one should be careful about that. Okay, Tanur uh, Tanan. So, but in any case, we have uh, if it's a if it's a mechitza that moves around, that is not defined as mechitza. Tanan. You know, we just learned in our Mishnah, uh, if you make your sukkah amongst the trees, and the trees uh, are the walls for it, it is kosher. So the Gomorrah says, uh, surely the, the, word, the trees are going, blowing backwards and forwards. No, what are we talking about here? Uh, an old tree, a well-established tree, you know, thick bark, uh, and, uh, you know, the trunk is thick, sorry, not just the bark, the, the, the trunk is thick. Uh, more than seven twachim, and therefore we're talking here about an old trees, 
that doesn't, you know, that doesn't blow anymore. The government says, what about uh, the branches uh, and, uh, and, and, and the leaves, etc., blowing backwards and forwards in the wind? Uh, and if that's part of the wall, that should be a problem. Uh, and it says, So we say, actually, what do you do? You made, uh, you tied some uh, hard things to it, hard palm leaves and different types of leaves, heavy leaves, uh, and it won't, um, you know, sw- blow around in the wind. So if you've got, you've tied uh, the walls down, so what, what are you telling me that it's good skach? Uh, you know, it's a good good wall and it's a kosher sukkah. What are you telling me that for? We well, surely we've learned that. And um, what might you have thought? Nigza dima ati le ishtemushe beilan. You might think that uh, if you, uh, uh, you, you might say that if you use this uh, as a sukkah, you are then going to start climbing trees and do everything like that on Shabbat. And therefore we say no, a person is not going to get confused. Uh, they'll be able to uh, uh, make the distinction. All right, so uh, again, Tashma, Hayata Shamilan, Ogeder, Omechitsa, Mechitsa Tkanim. So here, we try again to show that even if it's blowing, it still might be a good. Um, uh, uh, a good mechitza. Uh, we say that we're here talking about carrying. There's an Aravin discussion. If there's a tree uh, and uh, there is a, um, an amah on uh, on uh, you know um, on on you know thick on each side of the corners, right? And if there's a, a fence or whatever, and uh, or uh, reeds, uh, etc. Mechitza uh, takanim, a wall of reeds. Uh, and we say nidon mishum diomad. It is like this. Uh, well board, uh, this L-shaped board uh, around the well, and it would be good on both sides. So surely, uh, what we have here, uh, we we said that uh, uh, we have these these reeds, okay, uh, all of reeds, and surely they move. Uh, really, we've tied these reeds down, uh, and therefore they are good. The Gemara says, well, we try again. Tashma, we try again. Ilan. Uh, what happens if you have a tree uh, that uh, it's got like uh, branches uh, and, and then uh, it grows outwards almost like a, a willow tree oftentimes does this it grows up and then uh, the leaves start sagging downwards so it kind of creates almost like an umbrella uh, around you and it says uh, if the leaves are so low that they hang within three tvachim of the ground uh, you are allowed to see that as this as an enclosed area and you'd be allowed to carry inside it because it would almost be, it would become like a private domain uh, even though it's out there in the fields uh, it says am i um, uh, why would that be? Uh, hi, surely the, the branches are blowing backwards and forwards. How could you even see this to be a mechitza? And the Gemara gives the same answer, which it is going to do a few times. You came and you put these heavy branches down, you tied them uh, uh, down so very tightly uh, so that they don't move around. So the Gemara says, again, the case is, uh, if that is the case and you've tied this down to ask a proper mechitza, uh, why can't you carry around uh, in all of the whole the whole area? Uh, why do you restrict it to just a bait sa'a? Um, and uh, uh, we say alama alma amaravhuna abradavishua and natalinibor. Why did he say hey, you're not allowed to do it? Ella bait sa'a. All you can do is carry uh, 
Beta time, all right. It's about five thousand square meters. Okay, uh, we, you know why do you only say that? Why can't you carry uh, throughout? Uh, and the Gemara, we're just going to get to the mission here. Mishum de have dira she tashmisha lavir. Actually, the reason that you're allowed to carry only in that area and a more restricted area, not the whole area, not that you know, it's not that common to find such a large tree anyway. But assuming you have a tree that covers the whole uh, thing, uh, we say really uh, that uh, we say it's it's the that's not there for the mechitzas that are inside it. It's really only there for the areas that are outside it, for the avir, for the air, uh, and uh, the people that are guards in the field, etc. And we have just a, a general rule. We say anything that uh, is only for the open air outside of it and not for proper residential use, uh, you, could, you are restricted to, to Beit Sa'a. All right, the Gemara tries again. Tashma, Shavat, Betel, Shugavoy, Asra. What happens if you put your, uh, if you, you know, spend Shabbos on a mound uh, of uh, of sorts uh, and um, it's 10 high? Abba, Amot, Abba, as long as you know if it's on this mound and the mound is um you know 10 high so it's 10 hand bits high and it's uh the area uh, is anywhere from just four tfachim, uh which is very uh, uh you know uh short small little area uh, all the way up into two baits are so it's a much larger area uh, in other words it like fits this uh profile uh to be carried in through um uh, or else um uh, if you if you do vegain uh haneka shu beneka shu amok asra fu aba amot abeta time or if you have a, a, a you know a natural cavity in a rock a cleft in a rock that's 10 hundred deep uh, and anywhere from 4 uh, cubits mm-hmm. to two baits are uh, big. All of these cases, um, at baits are time. Okay, kama kutsuya. If you have a um, uh, some grain uh, that is cut, vishibolat mekifa ota. But however, the there is a uh, uh, you've got some standing grain uh, that is still uh, around it. You've cut a certain amount, but now the standing grain is still around it. Uh, what do you say in all of those uh, instances? Um, uh, it says, uh, this, the, the grain surrounded, uh, so you can go in that whole area and outside another 2,000 amot. Uh, so this acts as a, a kind of uh, partition, uh, even though, um, you what, what would you know, it's uh, it says, Afogav is a good partition, Afogav took Azov Ate, even though the standing grain surely blows in the wind. Gomorrah answers again, as we've had numerous times. Uh, really, you uh, you know, it's Bhutsa uh, and Daphna. You tied it down with something heavy. And uh, the Gomorrah has given this answer a few times. And the question is, really, why would it uh, need to, you know, give the venture these also you know all these suggestions it might be uh that uh, it's a, it's a very strange kind of situation that you do this and that's why it's asking does it apply even in this situation you say yes it even applies in this situation all right so uh we try every time even though we actually end up getting the same answer okay uh we have uh, got to the Mishnah and uh, this mission is important uh, because it actually now moves over. We've had a lot of agriculture, um, uh, architecture,
architectural stuff over the last uh, little while. Uh, the first chapter was full of uh, architectural stuff and, and even the beginning of the second chapter has uh, dealt quite extensively with the actual makeup of the sukkah itself, the walls, the, the roof, etc. Uh, now what we actually do uh, from the, the stuff that we're going to start tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, we start dealing extensively with a person's obligation uh, to sit in the sukkah. We go much less uh, with the actual sukkah itself. Uh, and, and just for the next few daf, we're going to start dealing uh, with um, the people's obligation to sit in the sukkah. Okay, uh, and Bezrat Hashem, we'll start with that. Tomorrow, everyone should have a great time. Uh,